the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is pre-recorded. This is Simply for Women, a place for that mom who knows the chaos of life, the daughter who faces the challenges of the day, and for those women who want to deepen their faith. God invites us to take Him off our to-do list and to simply be, to simply be with Him. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and not necessarily those of Salem Media Group, staff, management, or advertisers. Now here's your host, Jennifer Jackson. Well, today my mom, Sherry Godby, is going to share some powerful personal testimonies of how she kept a strong mind in a pretty crazy world and I hope this will encourage your faith and go to jenniferjackson.com I have extra resources for you and some action plans go to jenniferjackson.com to receive that plan we're going to go into prisons and minister to people we're <laughs> going to go into small churches and minister to people we're we're going to you know, go to school. Yes. And, and I think you taught Psalms and Proverbs. And, and so I, I think, you know, be productive in the Lord. Yes. You know, that song you, you wrote there, keep on giving, you were still yes. giving back to the Lord, yes. even though you didn't see mm-hmm. everything. Yes. Yeah. And the, and we just drew in closer to the Lord and we learned more of his word. And that was, that was a good time. The opportunity arose for us to be able to attend Bible school while we were working. Incredible. And we would we would go like Friday nights, stay in the, stay in a dorm and Friday nights and Saturdays. And we we took uh, at one time we took over th- 3 years we took 24 courses. Mm-hmm. And then another time we we took courses for a year. Some were for college credit and some were not, but we we uh we we were certified and then licensed and then ordained as ministers. I praise God for that. That's so we love it. And then uh, your dad got endorsed as uh, a health care chaplain. And that was internships, you know, and uh, CPEs at hospitals. And then he served in that field and loved it. He has loved that and still doing that some today. And then uh, I became endorsed as a corrections chaplain. And then. And then your dad and I, we went into the regional juvenile detention center and we ministered to 11 to 18 year olds and we saw them get born again. We, Mm. we sang songs and we told them Bible stories and it was a wonderful time until COVID. And then we didn't get to go back in. Right. But I loved all that. I felt in my spirit, you know, while we were just now talking, but there's somebody that's listening that, you know, you are in this season of injustice and maybe it is a lengthy time like 10 years and i I just want to challenge the faithfulness of god to you and the faithfulness that you showed to one another you stayed together Mm -hmm. you you relied on each other together with the lord and i think that's a a great piece of wisdom to pass on to someone that's in a in a hard time right now stick together with your husband with your right. wife with your christian friends with god yes. <laughs> and uh, but let's say a quick prayer uh, yeah. if, if this is 
an injustice time for you. Dear Lord Jesus, we know that you care about this injustice. Help us, Lord, to have the right mindset and the right response to the financial or other injustice. And we ask you to forgive the person or persons who are stealing uh, from us. God, we, pr- we just pray that you would be the advocate, that you would take up this cause, that you you would cause us to be whole again. Thank you, God, that you supply all of our needs and you see everything and you care in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. So let's transition from injustice to injury and woundedness and anger. All of these things. How about that, mom? Can we talk about all that today? That's a lot, but (laughs) but we need it. Don't we? How are we going to keep a clear mind when we face those types of things? But I want to start with scriptures God has a word for us. He has many words to us, but, but for injury and woundedness, it says in Isaiah thirty fifteen that in quietness and confidence shall be your strength. <laughs> I like that because quietness is counterintuitive. Quietness is countercultural, isn't it? But God said that it, when we're quiet with him, that we'll have some strength. And then in, in Psalm Forty six ten. We all know this one, but be still and know that I am God. And then you know we we even talked about this previously. But Romans twelve fourteen says, "Bless those who persecute you. Bless and curse not." You know, if we're gonna spend time blessing and and not cursing, I have to be quiet first with the Lord <laughs> because otherwise we're gonna run off at the mouth, right? We better find some quiet yes, somewhere right. <laughs> in that process. So anyway, you know, in times of injury and woundedness, I guess some action words are pray, repent, be quiet, be still, to bless. What to do, worship what do you the think? Lord, to worship. Mm, yes. Does God love everyone, Mom? Yes, he loves everyone. He's no respecter of persons. Even people that make mistakes. Yes, we all make mistakes. <laughs> yes, we do. Well, we have to be still and, and let the Lord heal us. Is there a time that you experienced injury or a deep wound? Well, I didn't always process it like that early on. But there, my husband would say to me from time to time, why are you so mad or why are you so angry? And I, that was confusing to me because at that time I didn't feel mad or angry. I just felt hurt. Mm-hmm. And he was perceiving that as as anger. And so uh, I was, you know, have to go back and seek the Lord, you know, when I, I, I don't understand things. And so the Lord taught me. He told me what was going on in my life. And here's how the Lord let me know what was going on. I was I was a, an educator, a multi-county health educator for a group of health departments in Missouri. And, you know, the state is usually pretty good about training you. And they sent us to a uh, another training and it was a conference and at this conference I attended a session that would help me to work with families who had experienced uh, alcohol or substance abuse and so I was there to learn how to help others but I received a lot of help in this particular training so what happened was they did a role play and a role play is a very effective way of learning and they had seven people seven uh, trainers lined up front and they had uh, one represented the alcoholic father. Wow. Like my dad. 
one represented an enabler mother and then there were five children was that like your mother well i had never thought about it mm. until then and so maybe to maybe. a degree maybe so maybe not maybe she didn't fit the mold exactly but sure. somewhat you know and then five kids and you had there five were five kids, kids in your family five in my family so that the trainers went on to explain typically what would happen if you have an alcoholic parent like that this is typically what would happen with the children and they said the firstborn would typically be this way super responsible mm -hmm. you know blah 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 <laughs> And then they said that lastborn would typically be the clown in the family, trying to lighten the environment, trying to tell jokes to lighten things up because <laughs> things are not very light. Like your like your younger brother, like he's my, so funny. He's a, like my youngest he brother. He keeps us laughing. And when he enters a room, everybody will be laughing because he's he learned to do that early on in his life. Mm. But then they described this middle child, this lonely child. And I go, oh, my goodness, that is me. And so then I, I began to understand. Because remember, the Holy Spirit's teaching me. Yeah. Because I'm asking the Lord to teach me and help me, and he is doing that. And he will. And he will. And so I, I saw that, yes, I was trying to be the peacemaker. And the way I was the peacemaker in the family was to stay out of trouble, not add to the trouble, and then uh, not talk back you know so to be be quieter and not cause any trouble but you know that's a heavy burden you know when you can't be a child you know because children you know they they don't think like that you mm -hmm. know they don't think about things so, so much they want to share from their heart they're kids they're just kids and so i learned that you know you can almost be invisible mm. if you are quiet if you stay out of the way and and you don't cause trouble it's almost like you become unseen and actually it was in a day and age when my parents generation it was like children were to be seen and not heard so it was already that way and that complicated even more complicated even more with me being the lonely child so to speak but uh what had what had happened during that time in my home was that my dad was in and out of prison wow. and one day I, I was about 10 years old and i was in school and it the thought occurred to me you know, my teachers, they know, they probably have records and they know things that I don't know that they know. And it occurred to me, you know, they probably know about that. Mm -hmm. And, or maybe they remember something from the newspapers. I didn't think the classmates necessarily knew anything, but maybe a few of them did. I doubt it. But I, I became quieter and more withdrawn. It's almost as if the enemy put that thought in your head. I know, I know. And you didn't think to share it with a teacher. Oh, no, I didn't. I didn't share anything with, with anybody. And but I was, I guess, back to uh, being kind of, I don't know, snappy or something with my husband. Uh, I guess I was kind of like a wounded animal. You know, if you have someone an injured or hurt and an animal that's wounded or hurt, if you get too close, you might get bitten. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so hurting. I was probably like that a little bit, not wanting to be, not trying not to be, you know, trying not to be like that at all. But uh, I was probably that way. But I was perceiving it as uh, hurt. And then it kind of led to the loneliness, led to depression, sure. to a degree of depression. So they're almost twins. I know. Yes, almost twins. And how that would show up for me, I'm just 
telling you my, you know, my story. Yeah, it's wonderful. How that was showing up for me is, um, if socially I would, if I went out, because remember I was used to being home a lot, home alone or with just family coming and going. We didn't go anywhere. We never went out to a restaurant except, well, one time, one, one time. Wow. When someone took us, but we, we didn't go places. We didn't go on vacations. We didn't, we, we were, it was mostly school and home, school and home. So I guess in a way I kind of developed a social anxiety. And so if I went out or did much, I would have a bump on my tongue. I mean, many, many times mm, from the know, stress, from of the it. stress of it, you know, but again, I'm praying my you know, I, well, I, when your father's <laughs> in prison, the resources are limited. The resources are very limited. Yes, we were we didn't have money to do anything extra, you know. And so as a child, an adult child of an alcoholic, uh, I also battled lack of confidence. And so in order to move forward and do anything with my life, because I I I obtained a couple of advanced degrees Mm -hmm. and so to do those things I've had I prayed I had to pray my way through everything and and God answered my prayer actually earned your doctorate yes and it was masters and then doctorate and it was because of God I have to give him all the credit because uh, I would just keep looking to the Lord Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.